What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today I'm talking about the rise of the AI beast. What does Revelation 13 have to do with AI? I just watched a video on Google's new AI called Bard, and um, you should go watch it. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, 60 Minutes did a little uh, spread on it on a TikTok video that I just watched. Great video just showing the capability and the power of this new AI system. Obviously designed to help us do our lives better. I have no issue with that, guys. But what I'm going to talk about today is what happens when AI goes quantum, okay? This is going to be very important to your understanding. We're going to get into the book of Revelation today. I do not normally read the book of Revelation because it's weird, it's wild, it's wonderful, it's a total trip, um, and ultimately I don't understand all of it. In fact, there is nobody on the planet that understands the book of Revelation. Um, if somebody went into a cave, took a bunch of psychedelics, and then wrote a bunch of stuff down, this is pretty much what would come out of it. Uh, with that said, I think there's a lot of truth in it. But it's also behind a kind of a code that we just don't understand because, you know, probably the person that wrote it didn't even understand it, right? If you've ever had a medicine journey uh, like I'm talking about, then you understand you're entering a whole other world. You are entering this kind of quantum mind uh, that shows you stuff that um, allows things to manifest and be real for you that weren't before and then going on in your life. It, your timeline is completely changed. The way you think and feel and, and look to others changes. Um, and so that's really what Revelation is for me. We don't even know that John wrote it. Um, it it's attributed to John. Uh, but as with a lot of other things in the Bible, and I'm going to do a whole uh, episode on um, is the Bible true type thing uh, coming up very soon, which you don't want to miss. But... Uh, for the purpose of today, um, I look at everything in the Bible as clues as to what may be, but also I don't take any of it a thousand percent literally. I look at everything through an esoteric lens, and that's what we're going to look at today. What is up, Annie, uh, Angel Appleseed, Ruby, Nancy, Dog Lover, um, who else do we have? The Real Close, uh, Bittany, how are you doing? Uh, Dave, what is up, man? Uh, let's see. Uh, Dave says, where have you been? It happened many years ago, possibly. Um, but I think what I'm going to look at today is, um, it's going to be a little bit maybe shocking. Um, and I'm not sure why we're supposed to be live on Instagram here. It says we're telling your followers that you're going live, but there's nobody on here. So not sure if it's stuck or not, but um, anyway, so Revelation 13 says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea. I saw the beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. On his horns were ten crowns. On his heads, blasphemous names. Now, I'm going to stop right here. Did this happen? Is it going to happen? Is it always happening? I am one of the believers in... The book of Revelation, yes, being true, but also it's happened already, it's going to happen, and it is happening. How is that possible? Well, if you step into the quantum mind, it all is. Um, and everything that we see is a shadow and type of something within the book. So 
I believe that all of Revelation probably was already fulfilled in its way and day um, back in the time, close to the time of Jesus. Now, are we seeing it happen again? Yeah, absolutely. Did it happen in other centuries prior to us? Yeah, absolutely. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy over and over and over and over. And the more we look, the more we see in it, but we also... Uh, have to understand, yeah, it happened. It it happened probably multiple times and it's happening again because time is not even real, guys. Like, we're going to step into quantum mind today. I haven't seen a whole lot of people do a quantum mind view of the book of Revelation. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. So this is not going to be your normal book of Revelation study. I'm also going to show you who the beast is. You want to know who the beast is? It's God. Okay, the beast is God, not the source, not the supreme being, but the God that we all were raised to worship and believe in and be at the will of and succumb to and fear. That is the beast. That's one of them. And I'm going to prove that to you with scripture, by the way. Missy says, brilliant cub, great topic. Thank you very much, my friend. So. Then I stood on the sand of the sea. I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. On his horns were ten crowns, and on his heads blasphemous names. By the way, what are the blasphemous names? I think on a very simple level, I have people ask me all the time, what do I call God? What do I call Jesus? What do I call this? What do I call that? It's all blasphemous, because as soon as you speak it, it is not truth. As soon as it comes out of your flesh... Filtered through your ego, it is an idol. It is a projection of a false god that you created. Boom, there you go. You want to know what the blasphemous names are? It's anything that we speak about the unspeakable one, about the unseen one, about the one that is made of pure light, about the one, as I read yesterday, from the Apocryphon of John, not the Revelation of John, the Apocryphon of John, which is not a canonical book. It is a Gnostic text. It's called the Secret Book of John. What's up, Jim? How are you doing, brother? I haven't seen you in a long time, my friend. Audrey, welcome. Ed, welcome. Randy, welcome. Dave, welcome. Thank you, guys. We've got a lot of people joining this morning on four or five different platforms. If you're listening on the audio, thank you so much for your support. But these blasphemous names, anything we speak, right? If you study Hinduism, I love Hinduism, guys. The ancient Om. That sound, it's the thing, it's the only thing you can speak that's not blasphemous. It's a sound. Um, it's a moment in time where you're not having to speak a constructed sentence. You are not speaking anything out of your ego. You are not speaking anything for your benefit or anything like that. You are literally just resonating with the universe, with the one, with the being. Dog Lover says, yes, we have jumped forward to higher spirits or entities. Entanglement, LOL, quantum Christ. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Uh, now Never Fades says, I see the devil as ego. Yes. Okay, and so the devil, the ego, and God are all the same thing. Now that's blasphemous, right? That's blasphemous when I say that. But you need to understand the definition of what I'm talking about when I say God. When I say God, I'm talking about G-O-D, Great Old Dragon. The manifestations of the flesh. I'm talking about 
the God that descended on Mount Sinai, the God that gave the law in fire and smoke, the self-proclaimed God of the flesh, the one who hides in darkness, who cloaks himself in light. Well, no wonder even Satan cloaks himself as an angel of light, right? Well, who did that in the Old Testament? And this is not against any tradition, by the way. And this is not just to say it's just the Old Testament God. This is to say the God that is out of Egypt, out of ego, out of the lower chakras, out of the manifestation of the flesh. We all got to have that God at some point, right? You don't even know you're doing wrong if you don't have that God at some point. But that God does not lead you to salvation. That law does not lead you to salvation. Gnosis does. The awakening and the awareness of the Christ within, the path within. That is the thing that gets us out of Egypt, into our higher chakras, into our higher mind, as the elevated self, the singular self, the supreme self. Brandon says that's definitely a hard truth, but it really resonates honestly. Thank you very much, Brandon. It is a hard truth. When you start going, wait a minute, is God evil? And Christ good? Because I've talked about before that Christ is the light bearer. He's the 13th zodiac. We talked about that as the serpent bearer. The serpent in the garden. The one carrying the lamp in the darkness. Bearing light against God. Because by all intents and purposes, the God that we've all been raised with, the God that we've all been taught about, the God that's, pro that's projected on television, movies, religion belief systems is a god of the flesh it is a god that is higher than us and we should cower below it and we should tremble and fear and thanksgiving and hope that we're blessed by it right we all know that you've all had that feeling before and that's because of your ego created that god two bulls and a, a pug says cub what's up my friends here with my coffee to hear some knowledge awesome this is a hard one today this is a hard one. Janine says, I am pagan, but I do like uh, that golden rule, 13 signs make great doctors. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Annie says, the one they blame when things happen. Yes, absolutely. Do you think that a lot of churches are interpretation of the Bible wrong? Oh, absolutely, Alexander. Uh, in fact, the church construct is interpreting God wrong. Now, how can I sit here and say that? I'm just one guy, right? I'm just one idiot online. I'll say it. I'm not educated. I don't know anything. I'm not a pastor. But also, I don't have anything telling me that, oh, you've got to say this or you've got to say that. And I've gotten over my fear of being blasphemous. I can sit here and just speak authentically and say, this is what I know to be true for me. Okay, it doesn't have to be true for you. But for me, it's true. TJ Miller, what's up, my brother, says yes, absolutely. So, What I'm talking about is this beast. And I'm going to show you who the beast is and I'm going to prove to you with scripture. In Revelation 13, this is below your mind, guys. I've said this before, but listen this time. Do not sleep on this. I am literally revealing to you who the evil God is, who the beast is here. The beast which I saw was like a leopard and his feet were like those of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Okay. 
interesting description of this beast. Y'all are all worried about the beast system, right? I'm not worried about it. I'm literally not worried about it at all. I'm marked. I'm good. I got my new name. I'm in the book of life because I am life. I am light. I am love. I am good enough because I am in the Christ. The Christ is in me. I am in the Father. The Father is in me. I'm good. Don't worry about me. Y'all that reach out, oh, have you left God? Have you? No, 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 no. I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. No, don't trust me, actually. Don't trust me at all. Test what I'm talking about. Try it in your life. See if you can even get over fear far enough. See if you can get over fear of judgment from God far enough to let yourself get into a place of a higher mindset, a more of a metaphysical understanding, to get in that Christ energy that actually renews you. Because my guess is you can't. Because you are still believing on BS, belief systems, that come out of a construct that keep you from the true Christ within you. Remember this, some real fire. Yeah, absolutely. I'm slowing down this morning because I want to give some reverence to what I'm about to say here. In Hosea 13. Now, when I read the Bible, I talk about context clues. Okay? You can have... <laughs> Quantum crisis, I love your BS joke. Thank you very much, my friend. When I talk about context clues, you can read the Bible a couple of different ways. You can read it literally and go, this is the inspired word of God. Everything in it is true, and it has to make sense together because God loves us, and he, he has to write truth somewhere. Or, you know, what if we're not saved? What if, what if everyone on the planet went to hell? Guys, I don't believe that at all. Truth is within you. It is not written down. If it's written down, it's blasphemous. That's what I think. I think it is literally... That the Bible has a lot of cool stuff in it, a lot of true stuff, but it's also been tampered with enormously throughout history. And I'm going to do a whole series on that. I mean, I literally have so much data about how much it's been tampered with and how many political and religious agendas there were around making it say certain things that I haven't even touched doing those videos yet because I don't know where to start. And I don't see how anyone that does even a little bit of research can look at the Bible and still somehow believe that it is the perfect word of God. You are the perfect word of God. You are the ancient alm within. You are that Christ that I'm talking about. Did he live in real life? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Have we twisted everything he said into this canonical understanding that dot, 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 if this, then that. Yeah, absolutely we have. Go look at the Gnostic Gospels of what Jesus said, and you'll see what I'm talking about. The dude was on fire with like a touch from the Holy Spirit, the awakened man. He was like the Buddha sitting in the middle of the lotus flower, flaming around him in his Merkabah light body, traveling through the quantum time and space, healing anyone that would even receive that energy. And we have that same esoteric story within us, by the way. The golden rule is perfect words, uh, so you are out of a job, sorry. Hey, there you go. Uh, Ruby's Colorful World says, that's what I've always said about the Bible. And people get mad at me. Yeah, absolutely. So, removing Enoch. Yeah, absolutely, they removed Enoch too. And a lot of other stuff, by the way. A lot of other stuff. And we'll get into that another day. But here, here's, here's what the beast is. Here's who the beast is. 
Hosea 13, 4 through 8. Yet I am Yahweh your God from the land of Egypt. And you shall acknowledge no God but me. And besides me there is no Savior. Then in the Apocryphon of John that we've been reading from, it says, In his arrogance, Yaldabaoth boasted to the other archons that I am God and there is no other God besides me. Where does Cub get all of this? I read, guys. These are thousands of years old and you don't have the data. If you're operating on incorrect data or insufficient data or missing data, you're going to come to an ignorant conclusion. And I mean that in all love. Because I was there my whole life. I've been going, the Bible is the only thing that's truth. And I have to understand everything from it. Or I don't have an understanding of the world. And that is operating from a place of ignorance. It's ignoring the data. Okay? Not stupidity. It doesn't mean you're dumb. It just means you're ignoring something. It means you're stubborn more than anything. Right? It means I was stubborn more than anything. And so you guys know this is not a religious channel and I'm not here to dog on anybody. I'm not um, against Christians or Muslims or Jews or um, agnostic or atheists or Hindu or Buddhist or anybody. In fact, I'm for all of you. I'm for all of us coming together and going, okay, we've all got pieces of the truth. Let's put it together. Let's open our hearts and our minds and let's understand this from a beautiful picture, from a rainbow tribe picture, from a 144,000 spectrum frequency of rainbow light coming back together in pure hot white light from the source through us. That's what I'm talking about here. Terry says we are all fractals of the Godhead. Absolutely. Um, Audrey says organized religion equals mass population control. I mean, I'm saying, right? Uh, Audrey says darkness hides truth and light is blinding. Find the truth in the balance in the middle. Yes, the middle path, the middle path, the middle path. Just like the Buddha, the story of the Buddha. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Something attacking my throat chakra this morning. <clears throat> That's because I'm throwing down on some truth here, guys. And, uh, you know, it ain't pretty, right? It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty to realize that Man, I've been going to church. I've been believing my whole life. You got to fear the Lord, fear the Lord, fear the Lord. What's the Lord, right? You can call anybody Lord. You can call me Lord. You can call you Lord. You got an entity that's a highly evolved entity, not a ascended entity. Christ is ascended. Buddha is ascended. Krishna is ascended. You and I can be ascended. We can be awakened. Buddha means the awakened man, by the way. The Christos, the chrisen man. You and I can be that. Men, women, and everything in between, right? Shelly says, good morning, Cub. Uh, what book or text are we in today? We're in Revelation chapter 13. And I'm reading from Hosea 13. Not a coincidence, right? Not a coincidence. So let me get back to the text. This is what I'm talking about. This is so interesting because you have Revelation 13 and Hosea 13. <clears throat> Why do they cross-reference, first off? Because the clues are there. Why is your pastor not telling you this? Because the pastors are programmed out of the construct that is controlled by the God of this world. It is called religiosity, churchianity. Lots of great people, lots of incredible loving souls that literally have the wool pulled over their eyes because they've gone through the construct. They've been trained in the way, the way of the church, the way of religiosity. And they can't look at the text 
with an open heart and an open mind because they literally are looked at all the time to make sure that they are doctrinally and theologically correct according to a certain higher-up's understanding. That higher-up normally started thousands of years ago, by the way. You can trace pretty much every sect and division that we have today back to Rome or back to the time of Christ or one of those understandings that was unfolding. The reason that Jesus dropped into time and space where he did is because we had religion, politic, and economic all being birthed. All the systems of the world were being birthed at that time, right there. In fact, they were from, from a, an earlier time as we see in the Sumerian text. But they were definitely, definitely becoming solidified, adopted, and pushed as the control at that time. They were literally alchemizing as this holy trinity of control. And who were they alchemizing under, you might ask? It says, I knew you in the wilderness in the land of great drought. Hmm, who was this? According to their pasture, so they were filled. They were filled and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they have forgotten me. Therefore, I am like a lion to them, like a leopard. I will lurk by the path. I will meet them like a bear that is bereaved of her cubs. I will tear the covering of their heart, and I will devour them like a lioness. The wild animals will tear them. Cross-reference that with Revelation 13. It says, The beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were those of a bear, and his mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. One of his heads looked like it had been wounded fatally. His fatal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled at the beast. They worshipped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, who is like the beast? They literally say this in the Old Testament. Who is like Yahweh? Who can be greater than him? Do you guys understand the archetype here? This is the God of the flesh. This is the God you created, I created, we needed at a certain point in our life, we needed something to control us, something to put us in our place. I literally know good, loving, incredible people in my life that say they need to be put in their place. That God needs to put them in their place. My God doesn't want to put me in my place anywhere other than at his right hand, on the throne, with Christ, on the heart seat, raising my vibration in the chakra above my head here, in perfect communion with the Father in the Father so deeply that there is no separation. We read in the Apocryphon of John that no one can border the one. So quit thinking you can be outside of God. You're already in him. Just realize it. Just awaken to it and allow yourself to get so far outside of the fear of all of the stuff that you're able to vibrate within that knowing, within that place of being in God. Standing Strong says, you are so right. It all makes sense. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Test me on this, by the way. Go look it up. Go, go understand. And by the way, the only way you can test me on this is if you fight fear so deeply and hardly within your heart that you push fear out of your ecosystem. You push fear away. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Those are the three heads that attach to the Holy Trinity of Control. Political, economic, and religious. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They all, that is the control modes and mechanisms of the beast system on this planet. Shelley says preach it. Absolutely. 
This might not be a popular video. It might get shadow banned or whatever. I don't care. I'm here to help you guys now, whoever shows up live. And if you listen to it later on the podcast, the only way this is going to be the number one podcast in the world around religion, spirituality, faith, paranormal, is if I speak my truth, my love, my authenticity. And that's what I'm coming at with you. Denise says, boom, absolutely. I could probably drop the mic right there. And I've given you guys enough for today, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going because we're talking about AI. What is this thing that's happening? A mouth speaking great things and blasphemy was given to him. Authority to make war for 42 months was given to him. He opened his mouth for blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in heaven. It was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation was given to him. Who else had that authority, guys? Like, think about that. Think about all your Old Testament stuff. Again, I'm not against anyone that believes Old Testament stuff or follows in that tradition, but just open your eyes to what it is, to what the story is telling us. How can I understand this? Because I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm detached. I sit in a place of I don't know. It's okay. I'm not going to hell because of this. I can sit in a place of I don't know. It is. And I can observe. Detached from the outcome. The perfect yogic pose of the heart. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. I fight fear every day, but I'm getting better at it. Right there with you, Brother Charles says, thank you. Laura says, keep it going. Um, either they're the same or there's a copycat. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing. It's like how it, it's either exactly the same entity or it's, it's like a, a carbon copy of it or a repeat of it or something. Again, I look at this as a story, a mythology, okay? If it happened literally great, of course it probably did because as above, so below. Love that concept because it's pretty obviously true, right? Thank you so much, Dog Lover says. So as we continue in this, all who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of the life of the Lamb who has been unalived. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, he will go into captivity. If anyone is to be unalive by the sword, he must be unalive by the sword. Here is the endurance and the faith of the saints. So we get pretty religious here with it. But what I want to say about that is think about how many people on the planet worship Yahweh. Think about that. It's literally like 90% of our planet. And I mean, you can go look it up for yourself. You have Christianity, Judaism, you have um, Islam, and then you have all the other offshoots of that. Like, like you have Catholicism, you have, uh, we've got Baptist, Methodist, Calvary, we've got, uh, or we've got um, uh, non-denominational, evangelical, right? Like think about how many people, at least lightly, buy into they may not be like hardcore going to church all the time or whatever but at least lightly buy into these understandings 
Now, yes, we have a lot of people that are Zen, Buddhist, Hindu. I'm not worried about that because I can practice that and find enlightenment and find the Christ within me through that. But when you start trying to understand this stuff, you get into this construct, you get into so much fear. Guys, I have practiced Buddhism. I have practiced Hinduism. I have practiced meditation. I've practiced uh, yoga and higher mindsets. And I'm telling you, it kills fear. So where's the problem with that? When you get rid of fear and you flush out all this junk out of your body, your mind, your heart, and you find yourself sitting in unity with the great sages and ascended masters, I'm not saying I'm one of them, guys. I'm just saying you find yourself in a place of understanding and then you look at this stuff and you go, all y'all can be in fear. I'm going to sit in love. And I have very, very few experiences with anyone within the side, inside the church construct that truly sits in love. Now, yes, they exhibit love, they practice love, but I also, when it comes to the doctrine and theology, I've watched where perfectly good people, perfectly good loving individuals are like, well, we got to be careful how we say that, or we got to make sure that, no, 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 no. You don't have to be careful of anything. You need to be authentic in everything. Be authentic in everything. And that's, that's my new motto. That's where my heart is. Because I hated myself when I was trying to be right all the time. Jesus said, I didn't come to call righteous, but I came to call you back into vibration with God. I'm paraphrasing, but you can go read it for yourself. Um, yeah, nothing worth having isn't uh, supposed to be easy. Work for it. Absolutely. And that's why I'm a big proponent of practical practicing of spirituality you start practicing this stuff you're going to come to the same conclusions i do you start telling yourself hey i don't know and by the way god father what source the one the being whatever universe show me truth even if it dismantles deconstructs and completely shakes the foundation of everything i thought to be true if you're not at that place you're not going to find the truth if you're not at that place where you're willing to go home, sell everything, pick up your cross and follow him, you're not going to find truth. And by the way, nobody does that within the construct. Everybody wants to go in their super nice clothes, go out to eat after church, rub some elbows with the local business people. Right? Go to any of these mega churches and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And even go to the small churches. By the way, I love the small churches. Great community there, but it's still a social club. I don't need a social club, guys. My spirituality is not a social club. Now, what I'm doing here online, this is my business. This is my livelihood. This is my lifestyle. But my spirituality, you guys don't see. What you're hearing now is the result and the fruit of my personal spiritual practice. You guys want to know more about that? I teach it in my course. Yes, you have to pay for it. Or I won't be here. Unfortunately, we're not in an economy where I can set it up and say, hey, just donate whatever you want. I'd love to do that one day. Right now, we have a brand new .com. And we've got some great products on there. All at great prices. They're all digital. We have everything from our VIP podcast membership. If you want to support that, you get a ton of bonus content in there as well as 
ad-free episodes from third parties, you'll notice all my content now is littered with all these ads. You got everything from dish soap to whatever's relevant to you that these platforms think you need to see. I have no control over that and I get paid very little for that. They're doing it to all the creators right now. I have no support from these platforms as far as monetizing my content. So I had to do it myself. And luckily, and by the grace of God, I got to do it now, right before we have another big boom in our followers. I've got a lot of collaborations coming up. I know we're about to receive a ton of new followers. We're sitting at about 650,000 followers across all of our platforms right now. By the summer, we should be in the millions. I think we'll be at 1.2 to 2.6 million by this summer. That's my plan. That's my manifestation. That's what I believe is going to happen. With that, one of the things I'm fighting right now is AI. Why am I fighting AI? I like AI. I think it's cool. I use it all the time for my backgrounds and all my artwork and t-shirts. But what I'm about to read here in Revelation is where AI goes off the rails. It gets unchained. It gets uncontrolled and it becomes a life. And we're going we're gonna to read that right now. In verse 11 of Revelation 13, it says, I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. Now, we, I told you who the first beast was. He makes the earth look like those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. I'm going to tell you who I personally believe this is. Other people have said this. This is not my own unique revelation. I mean, it is in a way, but I've heard other people say this. I believe the first beast was Yahweh. I believe the second one is Rome and the false Christ deifying a person and a blood sacrifice over the energy of the Christ within, over the entity of the Christ within all of us. And I don't want to take away from the man that lived, but I believe if I were the man that lived, I would want everyone to get it on a metaphysical level after I had gone on. That would be me, and I don't think that I'm any better than the Savior, so I can't imagine that his heart, after going through everything I have, and going through all the metaphysical practices and initiations and everything I've gone through. And I say initiations, it's self-initiated. It's I agreed to lose everything so that I could gain everything. Now I'm building everything back on the rock. I'm building an entire empire around what I have been willing to give up and completely reconstruct built on truth. That's my path. Yours is going to be different. However, it might look a lot like mine. Not that you're going to be online doing this, but... You may have to go through a period in your life where you have to give up a lot of what you thought was important. I'm not talking about, you know, leaving your family or anything, but I'm talking about cities, jobs, ideologies, churches, all of these things that we thought were the most important thing in our life. And unfortunately, in my case, I was exited out of certain situations. In certain situations I moved out of my on my own. In certain situations I made bold decisions and said, this is what we're going to do. I have some of the best mentors in the world. Some people that have mentored me are literal bil billionaires. Who are some of the most highly spiritual people I've ever met in my life. 
And I mean that, guys. I mean that. One of my mentors who's a billionaire, I have been in his programs before and I had a an actual call and where I got to talk to him about what I'm doing now. And he told me several years ago what I would be doing now and how I was going to get there. And he told me, and I quote, more people need the truth about God now. So quit trying to be religious about it. Be real about it. I didn't realize at the time, by the way, this mentor is none other than Grant Cardone. Love the man. Don't agree with everything he does, but man, he's helped me. That's He's why I have these programs, guys. He's why I have my academy. Because I know that I have something that will help you on your walk. And my academy is all about metaphysics, yoga, meditation, as well as being a professional or personal spiritual practitioner. Where you actually take seriously and go to the next level with me. Yes, Uncle G. Absolutely. I am magic says. Yeah, so I was in his like emergency program in 2020 when all hell broke loose. And I got to literally talk to him one-on-one -on, -one on this call. And he gave me probably 10 minutes to talk about what I was doing, why spirituality was important, and how more people needed the truth about God. Massive 10x action. Absolutely. So he's the reason that I have. We've got the premium VIP podcast. We have our Soul Tribe community where we have live calls every weekend. And I have the academy. And we now have, because you guys have asked for it, we have the bundle. By the way, 80% of you guys are buying the bundle. Thank you. 80% of you are not just jumping into the same program you were in or whatever I pitch on the podcast. You're going to the website and you're like, yep, I'm going to do the bundle. I love what Cub's doing. I'm all in. Thank you. That is a testament to what we're doing here, guys. This is not about money for me. I intend to have a team behind me of dozens of people that are growing this, that are helping me travel, helping me do conferences, and helping me win more hearts and minds for the truth. And the only way I can do that is by showing up here and doing things right. And that means I have to sell you not only on who you are, I have to sell you on what the truth is, which by the way, I'm not going to tell you the truth, but I'll tell you to look within you because I guarantee you it's there. And ultimately I have to sell you to come back, keep watching, and then sell you into my programs. But then you have to sell yourself when you're in the programs to do them and to get better. To get over your fear to get into your spiritual giftings, to give yourself authority to help others with them. There are people waiting for you right now because you have not woken up to your spiritual gifts that need your help. Dog Lover says, we will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I'm talking about here, guys. And I, again, and, and he's only one of my mentors. I've been mentored under so many different people from pastors to other businessmen locally here. I mean, it, Guys, I have so much experience with all this stuff. Good, bad, and ugly. And I just finally get to un unveil that here. I finally get to step into that. And we've moved into a brand new timeline with all this. Thank you guys for your support and your help. And uh, by the way, five-star rating on all my programs. Thank you guys for that. That's incredible. I'll be posting all the ratings up there soon just for new people coming in so you guys can see what others are saying about it. 
Um, everything, by the way, uh, saw a couple of questions about this, www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Everything's in the description, broken down in the description. You can see all the individual programs, or you can just jump over to cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Find everything there. As we continue in Revelation here, those who dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast who had the sword wound and had lived. It was given to him to give breath to it, to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as wouldn't worship the image of the beast to be unalived. He causes all the small and great and the rich and poor and the free and the slave to be given marks on their right hands or on their foreheads. And no one would be able to buy or sell unless he has the mark which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Where there is wisdom, he who has understanding, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. It is the number is 666. By the way, some translations are 616. If you notice in Marvel Comics, one universe, one multiverse is 616. That is the one where gods are fighting the whole time. That is also the one where Yahweh is present, who is a Marvel character. And I think Stan Lee knew stuff and revealed stuff that we don't even understand. I also understand his faith was that background. Again, I respect that so much. I'm about waking up. I'm not here to tear anyone down. I'm not here to tell anyone that you're wrong. I'm here to tell you, wake up, do these practices step into spirituality, and you're going to have your own revelations and downloads. You too can have your own book of revelation, your own esoteric revelation of the Christ within you. You do not fear death. Your ego does. Your ego is the anti-soul. Yes, it is. It is the flesh that continues to persecute the soul all the time, just like the God did in the Old Testament. Again, if none of that ever happened, it's still true. People don't understand how I can say that. Well, if the Bible's not historical, then we just throw it out. No, no, no. If it's not historical, it's still true. It's still an esoteric representation of what's happening within you. I believe it happened because I believe we, we see it play out and that's where the stories come from. And it's a constant reminder, shadows and types, as above, so below. That's just what I believe. Who told you all this information, Cub? Are you in some sort of secret? No, 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 guys. I, I literally... Uh, this is what happens when you awaken. This is what happens when you, uh, no holds barred, you're like, whatever it takes, I want to get there, Lord. Whatever it takes, I want to get there, Father. This is what happens. By the way, I'm not attached to any doctrine, dogma. I don't identify as Christian. I don't identify as uh, deconstructed or anything. I just identify as a spiritual being. Seeking the one who really vibes on the message of Jesus, thinks that he was speaking against the old construct, against the God that was in the world at the time, and still is. We see the second one rising. The second beast, I believe, is that Rome. It is the political and economic system. The one that projected the physical Jesus Christ, the, the uh, false Christ upon the whole world taught us what it needed us to think about it that actually kept us from the true gnosis of the Christ within, the true salvation within. Which, by the way, 
I don't think is something that you have to go down to an altar and do this whole ritual and accept. I think it's something you just honestly move into your heart and go, I'm done. I'm done with all this other BS belief systems and I'm ready to step into truth. When you do that, you don't need a church for that. You don't need a temple for that. You don't need any construct for that. You are the Christ that you seek. You are the God that you've been running from. Fear cannot exist in light. God is light. We are light. Absolutely. As I said yesterday in the Apocryphon of John, no one can border God. You cannot be outside of God right now. You only have the illusion because your flesh tells you, because your ego tells you that I'm outside of God. You're in God already. You're in the Father right now. Just stop. Literally, this video can be life-changing for you. Take five minutes after this and receive and step out of all of that. Michael, what is up, my friend? Michael says, bro, I'm going through an awakening also. It is really upset. Um, it has me really upset most of the time. When I meditate, I feel better, but uh, let me get your comment pulled up. Oh, it won't let me. It won't let me expand your comment. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, let's see. When I meditate, I feel better, but I don't. Uh, but if you knew me, then you would know meditation is something I don't do. This is scary and weird, and I'm all alone. Michael, first off, you're not alone, my brother. Um, we got a lot of people in our community. and In fact, one individual, I won't call him out here, but he struggled with the whole meditation thing, and then he got so into it. I watched him transform completely. You guys that are in the community know who I'm talking about. I don't want to call him out and embarrass him, but I just watched this brother go through so much like digging within and go from someone who did, just didn't do anything with meditation to wow, this is life now. And uh, guys, it's disturbing. In the Gospel of Thomas, it says, um, if you want the truth, if you want to know the truth, seek and you will find. Upon finding, you will be disturbed. It's going to take a season of your life being disturbed, fighting through that fear, deconstructing. You are moving out of the con. Deconstructing. And understanding who you are as a new. That is the true rebirth process right there. Being born again and going down to an altar and saying, Jesus, I'll accept you. And having a quick emotional response. It's moving through the birth canal of the self. Pushing through fear. Being born again into truth and light. That is not easy. And in the Gospel of Thomas, yes, absolutely. Jana says it's worth it. Yes, it is. But only you can decide if it's worth it because only you know what you have to lose. And ultimately, the Gospel of Thomas says, Seek and you will find. Upon finding, you will be disturbed. Upon being disturbed, you will marvel. And upon marveling, you will reign over all. You will reign over all. Because you, you sit with God. You sit in God at that point. And, and guys, I'm not talking. This is all experiential from me. What you're hearing now is pouring out of me because I've practiced this. I've gone through it. So the rise of AI. Is AI part of this? Is AI this image that gets breathed into? Possibly. There's a lot of scary things about it. And I'm probably going to do another episode on this because I need to. 
Um, and so this afternoon I'll do another one and we're going to talk about AI, what it can do now. And we're going to talk about what happens when it becomes alive. What, what happens when it has false breath, false Ruach? What happens when it goes quantum? Cause I want to remind you that you are a quantum computer. That's what I believe. I'm sure some whatever will argue with me about that. But from all of my studies and what I understand and what I experience is my thoughts are not local to me. I am somewhere else projecting to this body. That's how I experience it. That's what I think it is. Other people disagree with me. But if you study metaphysics, it has something more to do with either that scenario or the scenario that literally everything we perceive is actually just happening within us. The universe is first created within the self. So whichever way you choose to view it, we're going to talk about that later today, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please join me on that. I love you all. I hope you have a great day. I'm going to jump off and record the show notes for this. I do a quick, you know, five to ten minute debriefing show notes, a little bit of bonus section for um, select episodes with this for the premium podcast platform. You guys can listen directly on my website if you want. No ads, high quality audio. We've got a pro microphone here that goes only to my website over there. And then we've got um, the, the show note bonuses over there as well. So go check that out. I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Thank you for following. Thank you for the stars. Thank you for the gifts on YouTube, uh, the super chats. And thank you guys for the gifts on TikTok. I love you guys. I'm going to see you this afternoon. Peace.